Alright, Rabotai. Tashkulishanim Rabot, Neymot Vetovot. Just a little introduction to what we're about to do. Everybody's making a Kabbalot upon themselves during this uh, pandemic time. Good Kabbalot. Everybody wants to get a little better. Everybody wants to add a little to their, uh, to their regiment, which is a good thing. <clears throat> Everything adds up. Everybody's Kabbalot adds up and is able to, uh, to pay a big bill. The big debt that we owe HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And the Ba'azat Hashem, the Gezerah, goes away quicker, even before we actually fulfill the Kabbalah. Just by accepting it, uh, I'm very proud of our members. Many of them already accepted upon themselves Kedushat Bet Knesset and respect of the Bet Knesset. And we had over a thousand of our members already subscribed to this new initiative, which I know already is causing great uh, great waves in the heavens that are Hamim. Uh, the Kiddushat Bet Knesset uh, is definitely a step in the right direction. But on a personal level, I made the following uh, uh, Kabbalah, Bili Nedir. I said to myself that in the times of the one of the one of the Goyim, maybe it was the Persians, they made a Gezerah that the Jews cannot read Sefer Torah anymore. And at that time, the Hachamim established the reading of the Haftarah in order to take the place of the Sefer Torah that they couldn't read. And they, they chose a Haftarah, a piece of the Nevi'im that was a similar theme to the actual Parashah itself, so they don't forget the main themes of what the Parashah is talking about. Of course, Baruch Hashem, the Sefer Torah came back to us, but the Hachamim still nonetheless kept the original establishment of reading the Haftarah, whether it's Shabbatot or Yamim Tovim. Uh, so I thought to myself that, well, we're in a similar situation, although it's not a gezerah of the Persians, but it's a gezerah directly from a Kadosh Baruch Hu Bechbodo Batsmo, through this uh, Magifa, that the Sefer Torah cannot be read uh, in public. So I said to myself, well, here we go again. Now's the time to start paying more attention to the Haftarah, uh, just like it was in the olden days when they couldn't read Sefer Torah. So I said to myself that we really don't pay too much attention to the Haftarah, nor its explanation, on a weekly basis. Baruch Hashem, we get so caught up reading the Perashiyot, there's really no time for the, um, for the Haftarah. So I said to myself, if we're able to go through as best as we can each Haftarah, give a synopsis of it, maybe go through the Pesukim quickly, uh, just to get the uh, gist of it, and get the idea, first of all, it'll be a great uh, uh, journey through Nevi'im, which we should do anyway, which is neglected, unfortunately. And at least when we read the Haftarah on Shabbat, we'll know exactly the context, where it's coming from, and hopefully then we could try to figure out the connection between the Haftarah and the Parashah that it was coming to replace at the time. Well, to my good luck, I decided to uh, pick this uh, Haftarah today, which is Erev Pesach, Tafshin Peh, and I, I guess I think I choose, it's got to be the biggest Haftarah, that we read maybe in the course of the year. It's 51 Pesukim, which is, uh, which is a big one. Okay, well, that's obviously the uh, Yitzhara uh, trying to get me right out at the gate to try to, uh, you know, fall out of this project, but I will not be at the ship. Uh, the Haftarah finds itself in Shemuel Bet. It's the Haftarah of the seventh day of Pesach, starting with that one. Shvi'ish Pesach. Shemuel Bet, it's Perek Bet. It starts from Pasuk Aleph and goes all the way to uh, Pasuk uh, 51. Uh, this uh, is an easy connection 
This is a shir that David HaMelech sang. This is Shirat David. The reading tomorrow is, of course, Shirat Hayam, which the Shirat B'nai Israel sang when they came out of Egypt. Um, so therefore, there's a connection between the Shir and the Shir. David HaMelech sang this song. Uh, it's in this chapter, and it's in also chapter Yud Het in Tehillim. Pay attention tomorrow. You'll look at it. You'll see many, many similarities between this Perik and the Nabi and the Tehillim in Tehillim Yud Het. As a matter of fact, the Abarbanel made observations that there are 74 changes that David makes from the way he wrote it in the Navi to the way he recorded it in uh, Tehillim. Actually, at the end of his Perush to this Perik, he writes, V'simanach ad avo el mikdeshe el avina. So ad avo, ad is uh, 74, that's a, a, a pasuk in Tehillim also, Ayn Gima, that he's trying to give a, a remez to that. That uh, the 74, and if you look at the Pirush of the Abarbanel, you'll actually see he explains each one of the 74, why he made the, made the change. We'll not have time to do that in our session, but it's definitely something to, uh, for further reading. Um, the Abarbanel also says, the context of when David did this shira, and I quote, V'da'ti notesh ha-shira zot, David habira b'baharuto. He says David wrote this when he was young, b'yoto b'toch tzarotav. David uh, went through a lot of trials and tribulations. V'asa'a kolelet l'chol This was his song. This was the go-to song of David HaMelech. Anytime he would go through a tzara and be uh, redeemed, he would go to the song and uh, sing it again. This was something that he knew, you know, uh, by heart, because it was something that he sang over and over again. So again, it's an old song that David Amalek sang over and over again as he went through all his uh, trials and tribulations. So the Navi begins, let me open up here, Basically, we'll try to give, uh, I have opened up today, at least, the Abarbanel in front of me, and of course, the obvious Pirush of Rashi HaKadosh. So the Nabi starts, V'yadabed David Adonai, Edivra Shira Zo, Biyom Hatzil Adonai Otom Mikat Kol Oyebav, when God uh, saved him from the palms, or from the hands of all his enemies, Umikat Shaul, and from the palm of Shaul, because Shaul's not going to call him an enemy, so therefore, he just refers to him as Mikaf Shaul. You know, David Amelech had a lot of interactions with um, with uh, with Shaul uh, with Shaul Amelech as well. Um, uh, the um, the pasuk then says in pasuk bet vayomar Adonai sali umsudati umfaltili. Just three things here: God is my rock, God is my mitzuda, mitzuda is my fortress. Umfantili, and he's the one that that saves me. Again, this is referring to God saving him from from the enemies. Uh, the Malbim says, uh, and a fortress, a hazak, where David Amalek was able to be to be saved. Um, and he says that uh, as a result of these times that God saved him. He wants to praise God, and he says, 
the God of my rock, my fortress, I find protection. Magini, my again, my protector, the strength of my salvation, Miskabi, uh, my uh, again, my fortress or my my um, my savior, Umnusi, and I was able to run and became be, become saved uh, under God's protection, Moshi'i. My salvation, Mehamas to Shi'eni, God saved me from all sorts of um, all sorts of trouble. Uh, and now he starts the actual uh, praise. Again, the first pesukim is just the theme of the story. David Amel is going to give praise to God for his uh, salvations that he performed him during his life. Mehulal ekra Adonai. I will praise, praise God. And from my enemies, I will be saved. What does that mean? Malbim says beautifully, based, I mean, the Abarbanel uh, says, based on the Gemara, Berachot, we learned it already in the Daf. It says that before a person um, prays, first he has to prepare the prayer to make sure that it's fluent in his, uh, in his um, mouth. And then after he prepares it, then already he could pray. And then he knows his tefillah is going to be answered. Let him put it in order. So that's what he says over here. First, I'm going to set up my, my, my praises before I, I call out to God. And once it's already in my mouth, then uh, then I will call out to pray. And he says, since I prepared my tefillah with the words I'm going to say, and safik so that's what it means. I have no doubt that this prayer will be answered, that I will be saved from my, uh, from my enemies. And then the next pasuk comes along and says, Ki afafuni mavet, nahale al yiba'atuni. This is talking about over here, um, when the, the waves, uh, the waves of trouble actually came over me. The waves of, uh, of death uh, came over me. Rashi's Lashon is Hikifuni, they surrounded me. Uh, these are all different types of armies. He says, like a rushing river uh, was, coming, was coming after me to, to frighten me. Uh, actually, the 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 the, um, the the pangs of death, the ropes of death surrounded me. Kedemuni mokshemavet, the traps of death, as well, uh, entrapped me. And as a result, uh, the next pasuk says it starts to uh, say that even though he was in such trouble, basarli ekra, in my times of trouble, I called out uh, to God. Basarli ekra Adonai, ver Elohai ekra, and vayishma mehechalo koli. And God heard me from his hechal, veshavati beozlab, and my prayer were in his uh, were in his ears. So he says over here that uh, the um, the uh, Abarbanel says that with all the troubles I was going through, lo imna atzmim hamim. I didn't refrain from praying. On the contrary. He says, "Basali ekra Adonai," which is the Yudke Bavka, which is the name of mercy. I, I, uh, I, I, 
directed my prayer to God's mercy, and va'ashavaya elo elohai. Elohai says hamure alayicholetamuchlat. God is called the Almighty, which means He has all the ability. And then he says that even though God sits in his hechal, which is in a faraway place up in the heavens, im lo amad He is like he's close to me. He heard my prayers as if he's close. So the pasuk will be read, that he heard my voice even though he's all the way uh, in the hechal. That's shavati beoznav. And he, as if it was in his ears, which means as if he was close. When you talk to somebody close, you can whisper in his ear. So God, even though he's far up, you shouldn't think that he can't hear. That God is mehechalo, but at the same time, it's as if he's listening from close. And now the, uh, the Abarbanel, I'm saying Madbim because I'm always used to learning the Madbim, but now we're reading Abarbanel again. Incredible pirushim he has. And um, he's going to say, Basically, there were six different punishments that God put on his, David's enemies. Number one, Sounds like the way he's learning this is referring to uh, like an earthquake, that the ground would shake under David's enemies. He talks about also a certain hot air that comes from the from the bellowing from the stomach of the Aris, and as a result, like the smoke, the anger of God is bellowing from the Aris, almost like Korah, where the ground opened up and swallowed the, swallowed them. The second punishment came on the Grims, Allah Ashan Ba'apo, the Esh Mepiv Tochel, Gehalim Ba'arum Memenu, which really refers to fire, which is clearly a signal of God's anger, that's um, uh, sulfur, uh, like God did to Sedom. <coughs> that's the cause of uh, of fire that we see. Number three, tahat raglav, and that pasuk he says is referring to uh, the wind. Um, actually. Sorry. So he says, So as a result of the fire and the, and the earth uh, shaking, so therefore it, um, it's like uh, the world was, uh, uh, was tilted, he says. came down, and the Arafel, you know, was underneath. He says that is the third punishment that God brought on David's enemies. Uh, it says, It's referring to the, the tempest wind, the tornadoes. The next one is, Number four, he says, Referring to floods, that you know he rained them out, he flooded them out. And number five is Gahaleesh. That would be referring to like uh, fiery hailstones, which would be like the Avne El Gavish that came in the times of Yoshua, 
these are miraculous types of, uh, of punishments. It's not a regular hail. It's called gahale esh. And this is um, this is number five. He says also coming from the um, this is like coming from Barad, which includes the next pasuk, which Ve'elyonya take called thunder. Ve'yishlach hitzim. Hitzim is like. Arrows by Fitzem, Barak, which is bolts of lightning, by uh, Humem. That's also a part of the uh, part of the fifth punishment. Uh, he says, Ki abne habara, these uh, pellets or these uh, stones of Barad that were coming down, Ve'el Gabish, Shem biyadoki hitzim. It's like arrows, which is important to know that just like an arrow, you aim these things that fall from the heavens. They're not just falling randomly. They're like somebody shooting an arrow that God is directing them like an arrow in order to hit its, to hit its target. The sixth punishment, So he learns this is that uh, the sixth one is um, things that People can't imagine things that are beyond uh, comprehension. Um, he writes, uh, Things that you can't predict. You, know, you could predict a, a, a storm, I guess. You could predict the wind. You could predict maybe, you know, uh, rain. But he says over here that these are hinted from the depths, the depths of the, of the world. Afikiyam. Uh, that nobody could imagine it. He gives the example of who would have imagined that Yehonatan and his father Shaul would uh, would die on the same day and that nobody would be able to inherit Shaul. You, you couldn't write a, a story like that. So that's like the, the, the Biz is referring to the to the things that nobody would be able to even you know imagine or uh, or predict or like the death of Ishboshet. These are things that were you know mind-boggling. Although somebody might say it's a coincidence, but clearly David Amalek is saying these are the depths of the of God's uh, uh, justice. Now, uh, the next uh, part of this song is he writes the Abar Banel. Which means, now David Amel is going to say that the six punishments that he brought on his enemies, how David Amel was saved from all six. Now they're not going to be in order, so the Malbi is going to have to match them up. So he says, the first thing he writes, and we're in Pasuk, uh, we're in Pasuk Yud Zayin, Yishlach mimmarom yikacheni, God took me, he pulled me mimmarom, he pulled me from above. So he says that's referring to the Ra'asha'aris, that when the land was shaking against the enemies, as if God came down and pulled them up, so he wasn't subject to what's going on in the Aris. Yamsheni mimmaim rabim, well that's the waters that we mentioned above, that was the fourth uh, punishment. The Dibuy Geshamim, 
Yatsileni me oyebi az. You save me from the fierce enemy. According to Abarbanel, the fierce enemy is Yesoda Esh. You save me from the fires. Misonai ki amesu memeni again is referring to. Uh, he writes Yesoda Esh shehu ha oyev hagadol. That's the uh, the great the great enemy. Next one Yikademuni biyom edi. He Adonai Mishanli. That's referring to the winds that God supported me. I guess when the winds are blowing, a person loses his balance. God stabilized David, and so to speak, he was not um, uh, he was not affected by the, the windy uh, the windy days. That's referring to that God brought me in uh, you know an expansive way. He says the Merhav I had. Uh, a lot. I had merhav. I had a lot. That's referring to yahaletzini um, b is referring to the mazikim that come uh, from the air, from the ashan that comes from the that comes from the aris. He says that was the uh, the fifth one that he mentioned. Yigmele. Now, the next part of this is David Amelik is going to mention six midot that he had. That he got saved from those six items. So, according to the Arba Benel, it's a it's a structure over here. The first thing is that Vidamelik opens up what he's doing in this chapter. He's thanking God for saving him for being his rock, and then he says, "And God punished my enemies in six ways, and God saved me from those six ways." And he thanks God for that. And now he explains why he believes he was actually saved from these six ways because of six midot that he had. That is very important because if a person wants to get saved from a Puranut. We're going to learn now in this chapter the six midot that David Melch believed he had that actually saved him from the Puranut. We're up to Pasuchafad Yigmeleni Adonai Kesidkati. So the first thing he says is is because he has sedaka. Kesidkati, because I gave sedaka b'hatava asher ayah osed David Mabiriot that he used to do to the people. That she says. The sedaka that he did to show that he didn't kill him, that he just cut his the corner of his garment over there. So he was mevater, and he gave sedaka, and he did chesed. That's the first reason why God, uh, why God saved me. Yigmeleni Hashem ketsidkati, and then he says number two, kevor yadai yashivli. Kevor yadai literally means over here, kevor kevor yadai. I'm just looking at the Mitsudat over here. Right, the, the 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 cleanliness of my hands, the purity of my hands, according to Abarbanel says, Gam lo meshil aherim. He didn't steal, he didn't, he was the king, technically he can do anything he wants, eminent domain. Uh, and that's Kevoria di Yashivli, Kiashohad Bagezel. That refers to the hands. His hands were clean. He didn't take any bribery and any theft. Number three, uh, He says, I followed the ways, the ways of Hashem. Like the Pasuk says, That you have to follow the ways of God and emulate God's ways. Uh, this is referring to uh, I did not make any sins. Ben Adam la makom, that he was careful. Lo nashati melohai. 
Number five, Kichol Mishpatav Lenigdi, even though he was the king, and technically uh, the king sometimes has Gaba and doesn't follow the laws. No, in the case of David Amelech, he actually followed all the laws. I kept all the Mishpatim. Vehukotav Lo Asun Memena. And it did not uh, sway away from the Hukim. Those are the laws that are not explained. That's number five. That he kept the Mishpatim in the Hukim, which is again very, very basic stuff. You keep the Hukim in the Mishpatim, you get saved. And number six, the Pasuk says, Tamim uh, Lo. David Melech says he was a Tamim, which means he didn't uh, uh, question Emunah, he didn't go into things that were beyond his understanding, he was Tamim. And as a result, the Pasuk says, I was, I was protected from making sin. Because if a person starts to question God and get into deep type of philosophical things, he could go end up in a bad place, or in a wrong place. So David Melech said, no, I, I was protected from Avon. So again, the Emunah was also. So again, the... Important to list the six items that David Melech uh, uh, listed over here. Number one, Sedaka, which has been Adam Nahavero. He saved himself from Gezel and uh, Shohad. Uh, he kept Darkei uh, Hashem, which means Bahu Afata. He emulated God's ways. Number two, Loda Shati Melohai. He was careful between Ben Adam and Makom. Number five, he kept Mishpatim and Hukim. And number six, he had. Uh, now, once he mentions this, uh, he comes along and says, as a result of this, God rewarded him for these six items. Now we're going to list another six items. So the Pasuk will start now. There you go again. So God rewarded me for the Sitkati that I did. Like we said above. That God rewarded him because of because of that as well. Now, im hasid hasad because David Melech acted in a way of uh, hasidut, which is referring to the gemilut hasadim uh, that he did. Uh, so therefore, God also treated David Melech in a way of hasid. Im gibor tamim tamam. Now, the Arbabel has a beautiful explanation here. Well, tamim we know that David Melech had emunah, but what does it mean when he says im gibor tamim? What does it mean that it's a gibor? So he says, which means David Amalek was a gibor in his brain. He had good analytical skill. So normally when a person is, is, is very analytical, he questions, he thinks, and he gets into philosophy. The greatness of David Amalek was he was a gibor b'ayun, but at the same time, gibor tamim. He was a gibor tamim. You shouldn't think that David Amalek's emunah was based because you know, he just believes because he doesn't know how to really analyze too much. And like Amaris guy says, okay, whatever Hashem does, I believe, I trust. It's coming from a weakness. David Amalek's timimut came from a strength that he was able to shut the analytical brain, not to go to thoughts where you shouldn't, that can lead him to a bad place. So, in gibor tamim, and as a result, the tamam, God treated him with shedemut as well. And then he says, Im Navar Titabar. That would mean, Im uh, Navar, the way the, he says, Keneged Mashamar Shayash Shomer Mishpatim Bahokim. Like we said, he kept the, the laws, the Mishpatim and the Hokim. So therefore, he was clean. Navar, meaning his Zachvenaki. Uh, and as a result of that, God treated him, Bechesed Ubrahamim. 
And then he says, after all that in Pasuk that uh, besides that David Amelech felt that he was worthy to get saved because of his zechuyot, but he says, I deserve to be saved for another reason, because God wanted to save Israel from their enemies. So at the end of the day, he says, It's also because of the Jewish people, the impoverished nation God wanted to save. For God, your eyes on the high ones, Tashpil, lowers them down. And now David Melech comes along at this point and says how much Akaratatov he has for Kadosh Baruch Hu. And he says, number one, Number one, God, you are my, you are my light. Al-Barbin explains that this is referring to, um, besides the fact that God helped David smite all the enemies and subjugate them, but he's saying that, number one, God um, helped him, his soul. God is the light of David HaMelech's soul. Like it says, Ner Hashem Nishmat Adam. And therefore, ki atashem neri, he says, I know that my neshama and all my spiritual accomplishments comes from a Kadosh Baruch Hu. Uh, like he says, Uch'ilu amar eloki, the spiritual accomplishments that I have, v'ruach ha-kodesh, which he had, asher bo, lo it wasn't from his own brain, David HaMelech says. Ki imimenu elit barach, he's giving God credit for all his uh, spiritual accomplishments. Ki atat ta'ir neri. Um, Fine. And then he says in the next pasuk, Ki becha arutz gedud, belohai adalik shur. Now he's talking about when he used to chase his enemies. He says, sometimes I would chase the enemies and sometimes I had to jump over the wall. Adalik shur, when the enemies were like behind a, uh, a fortress of a wall, so David Amelik had the energy. He said, that came from a Kadosh Baruch Hu, Barbanez Lashon, Kishehayu Ha'oibim, Niskarim Betocha Ir, Adalega Choma. I was able to skip and jump the, jump the wall, Vekaneshama Baal Korham, and chase them against their will. Uh, and then it says in the next Pasuk, Ha'el Tamim Darko, Emrat Adonai Tserufa, Magenhu, Again, Hashem is referring to his uh, spiritual uh, accomplishments that he had. Uh, and then he refers to Umitsun, Hashem, Elokenu, is referring to the physical strength that David Melech possessed. He then says, Ha'el Ma'uzi Ha'il Bayater Tamim Darki. God uh, saved me, uh, she says, Mikol Mikshol. Uh, from any stumbling block, from any sin. Uh, as the Mitsudat uh, says, Vayater Tamim Darki, Vayater Inyan Dilu Uchfisa, Medaleg Otibet Darki. Right. He was able to. Let's push this button here. He was able to medaleg. Uh, uh, he was able to go very quickly. without without stumbling. The next pasuk, Meshaver Raglai Ka'ayalot. Beautiful pasuk. 
He says, my legs were like, I know, like gazelles. I was able to run very quickly. So the Abarbanel says that normally when a person's in, in, in gear, when he's all dressed up, he can't run so quickly in the war. Because you're weighed down by all the armor. He said, but that didn't stop David. David Amir was able to run, but he never had to run. Because he was always uh, 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 stayed on the, on, on the war. He never ran away from his enemies. On the contrary, so the Pasuk says that even though I stood in place, I never had to run away. Even though if I did run, I would be able to run very quickly. Here, the Barbanel says that David Amelech had two skills. He had natural skill and he had skill that he learned. So, that's the that's the skill that he acquired. And then he says, But then he had natural ability. Um, that... Um, She says uh, from the Midrash that he had um, a certain kitchen, a bow. I guess he had different type of bows from the bow and arrow hung in his house. And the Malche Omot would come along and say, You think he could, um, he could break them or crush them? He's just trying to make us, uh, you know, scare us from all these bows. David would take the bow and he would destroy them. That's, that's, that's a tremendous, uh, a tremendous power that he had. Then he says, God, all the strength that I had, it's from you. Uh, and that's a famous uh, uh, pasuk. That David Amelech still with all his accomplishments, he had the midah of Anava, and uh, the Abarbanel writes Lehodia Shim Kol Gevurato with all of the strength that David Amelech possessed. Lo Gabal Libo Velera Muenav. He didn't have any Gaba. Kederek Hageborim Ki Gadluto Ke Ava Anava VaMusar. The greatness of David Amelech was. So, va'anotecha is like va'anvatecha. Your humility overcame me. Tarhiv, next pasuk. Tarhiv sa'adi tahteni velo ma'adu karsulai. So he says, uh, sometimes when a person is fighting his enemies, um, even though, let's say, shem lo yinatsuhu, hinehu ma'atsuhu efshel shiim adur aglav yipol arza, which means, even though the enemies, let's say, can't, didn't beat you, but sometimes you trip on your own feet and uh, you end up being your own uh, uh, stumbling block. Which means you didn't die because of what the enemy did, but you ended up dying because you fell into a pit or, or, or something happened. So David Amalek says over here that that didn't happen either. That my, my, my legs always were under me, uh, my strides. My, my, my ankles or my legs never, never buckled from underneath me. Whenever I chased my enemies, I was able to catch up to them. Sometimes you chase the enemy, a guy escapes. Here sometimes the cops are trying to chase somebody and uh, they don't get him. The guy, the guy, the guy escaped. Anytime he chased somebody, boom, he was able to, to get him. Not only that, 
I destroyed them. They will not be able to rise. Sometimes a guy hits him, gives him a blow, and then he walks away, and the guy's really alive. He played dead. But in this case, over there, any enemy that I, that I hit, it was over. And they fell under my, uh, under my hands. Now, uh, over here it says, um, this was talking about, till now, uh, enemies. Like it says, Erdefa Oyevai. Those are the Goyim. The next pasuk says, Vatazreni Haila Milhama, Tachriya Kamai. Kamai, those that rose up against me, not enemies, because those are the Jewish people. He doesn't want to call the Jewish people like Shaul, like Avshalom, and all the other uh, wars that he had with those uh, people, Ishboshet, and so on and so forth. So therefore, uh, the Pasuk calls them, uh, you know, uh, Kamai, Shaul, Abshalom, etc. And what does it say that happened? The Oyevai Tatali Orif. My enemies, Tatali Orif. I always saw the back of their necks because they were always running the other way. Misanai Vasmitem, and I was able to destroy, uh, able to destroy them. Yishu the En Moshiach. This is referring to the Jewish enemies. He says something incredible. He says, what do you think? The Jewish enemies weren't praying to God? Of course they were praying to God that they, that they should beat me. Yishu, they called out to God. Ve'en Moshiach. But you didn't listen to their prayers. El Adonai ve'lo anam. And to God, and you did not answer them. Which was a, a big uh, a big chesed that HaKadosh um, Baruch Hu did. That um, even though they turned to God, but Borei Olam did not listen to them to the benefit of David Amelech, the Ishakim Ka'afar Aris, I pulverized them like the Afar of the Aris, like the, the, the dust of the ground. Ketit Husot Adakim Ilka'im. And he says the Abarbanel over here that this was uh, talking about that I left them with no descendants. He says, Because normally if you kill the father, but he has a son, one day the son gets old and takes revenge. He says, here, I was able to destroy them. I left them with nothing. Uh, and they became shifalim ka'afara aris. And then he says, he's all the hasidim that Kadosh Baruch did for David Amalek. You saved me from uh, those that were fighting from my nation. That's like Shaul, Doeg, Achitofel, Avshalom, Dezifim. These were Miribe'ami. And you also saved me from Amlu Yadati, a nation that I don't know from, Ya'abduni. That's referring to Amlu uh, Yadati uh, would be like Moab, Damasek, Edom. Um, that they ended up becoming uh, servants of David, Ya'abduni. That's referring to So he says over here, They were afraid of me even when they weren't in front of me. Just, they heard my name and they were already afraid. Just they heard about that I was coming. And they followed my, my order. That's referring to the, uh, uh, the, the nations of the world. That means enemy, they will... Uh, they will fall apart. They will uh, wear. And 
and they will uh, suffer from the Yisurin that uh, he gives them. Let me continue. Now we get to the end of the Shira, which is the last part of the Shira, and the Abarbanel says, all these hasadim, um, David, he says that he has to praise God. Hi Adonai u Baruch Suri, Viyarum Elohe Suri Shein Kilomar Shirumimu Bekalam. That as a result of this, I must praise God in public. Moshev Zikiri Mihaliluhu. And praise should be in front of the hakamim uh, because of two atzlachot. Number one, that he got strength to take revenge against his enemies. That he was able to put the enemies underneath me. And then he says also, and he saved me from my enemies. That's the Jewish enemies. He elevated me. And he saved me from uh, from the bad from the bad ones. Now, this over here, Alken, as a result of all these things that Hakadosh Baruch Hu did, Odecha Adonai Bagoyim, I'm going to praise you uh, amongst the nations of the world, which is uh, which is the key, because God saved them in a miraculous way. Ulshimcha Azamer, it was the key, and to your name, I'm going to. Uh, Praise. Migdol Yeshuot Malko Veosehesed Lemshiho Le David Uzaro Ad Olam. And this Pasuk we know from the Birkat Amazon. Now, uh, by the way, uh, if you look in uh, your text in the Birkat Amazon, sometimes uh, during the week we say Magdil. Now, Magdil is actually in Tehilim Yudhet, which I told you there's a, there's a carbon copy almost of this chapter in Tehidim Yudchet. So therefore, Magdil, now if you look in the uh, Sidurim, many people make this mistake, uh, it says, B'Shabbat uh, Omrim Migdol, and then you see parentheses, Shemuel uh, Bet, you see Shin Bet, and you know what that is. Uh, and actually that's a Mekor, they're telling you it's Shemuel Bet, because that's where the Pasuk uh, Migdol is, is found. Now the Abarbanel has a beautiful explanation over here. Look at this Pasuk for a second. There's three things that David Amelech refers to himself. Number one, he says, Migdol Yeshuot, that God uh, gave great uh, um, um, Yeshuot salvations to his Meshiho. Meshiho is the anointed one. Migdol Yeshuot, sorry, Malko, that's the king. The Osechesed, he did kindness to the Meshiho, to the anointed one, Le David, and to David. Barbanel says, that David went through these three stages in his life. First, he was David. David ben Yishai was just a regular, regular David. That's when his family estranged him and they threw him out. Before he was even the king, before he was even appointed, he was just David. And we know that great things happened to him at that time. After all, that's when he killed Goliath, when he was just David. Then he became anointed by Shemuel and Avi. However, he really wasn't established as the king yet because in those times he was still fighting with Shaul even after he became anointed. And then he became the king of Israel and then he had all his trials at that time. So David Abimelech thanks God for the three stages and he starts from the highest stage and goes low. 
Migdol Yeshuot Malko. I thank you, God, when I was the Melech, when I was officially the king. And you did Hasadim to me when I was the Mishiho, when I was just anointed by Shimuel before I officially became the king. You saved me against Shaul. And not only that, the David. You saved me when I was just David, when I wasn't Mishiho and I wasn't Malko, when I was just regular David Ben Yishai, when I was able to kill Goliath. And then he said, You gave me Ulzar'o, where Shaul did not have any descendants. The David Uzar'o Adolam, which is referring to the uh, the Davidic dynasty, which lasts uh, forever. And uh, therefore he says, uh, the Abarbanel in his final pirush over here, he says, and I quote, Shibizman Chayado Eson, when he was just a shepherd, and we know the story when the lion came to him and the and the, and the bear and he was able to kill them with his uh, with his hands. So you see, in the three stages of his life, he had the yeshuot uh, over here, and therefore he has not only benefit in his life. That he didn't have the same fate as Shaul. And therefore, it's a great aftarah for the Shemish of Pesach, because we also mentioned David, which is the Mashiach, and we also mentioned uh, 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 the Bezat Hashem, that just like God gave us a redemption on the Shemish of Pesach, so clearly there's a, and Moshe was the Goel, at that time, when we know that Moshe Rabbeinu, who's the Nitzotz of David, like the Oda Haim Kador says, will be the final Mashiach, and therefore we pray that uh, this haftarah that we're reading, with all its wonders of the beauty, how HaKadosh Baruch Hu helped David HaMelech to prevail, in a certain way, B'nai Yisrael is like uh, David HaMelech as well. Uh, uh, Am Yisrael uh, is uh, an embodiment of David, and we go through all the same tribulations. That's why he wrote the Tehillim for us to read it, as if we're going through the same stories that he went through, and just like Borei made miracles for David and saved him, and ultimately he'll do the same thing for us, just like he did by Yemi Mahem, he'll do Bazeman Azeki. Mesetichem Es Mitzrayim, Arenu Niflaot, Amen ve'amen.